Like many of you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. And now, the When Words Fail Music Speaks interview. Hey everybody, welcome to When Words Fail Music Speaks. My name is Blake. I'm joined uh, with James Cox today. James, what's going on? Good hey, sir. what's going on, man? Living the dream, sunburnt as ever, um, and all of my skin is now falling off thanks to the beach. But you know what? I had a great time. I read four chapters in the Sorcerer's Stone, and I don't regret it. And uh, sunburnt as I may be, I still had a great weekend, um, but uh, so excited to have Casey back on the show. Casey, what's going on, dude? Like the dawn will bring the morning dew. I know the birds will make me think of you. And all I know will go with the wind. Just know I need you now and I'll need you then. What's going on? It's good to be back. That make, that reminds me too. I remember uh I forgot to ask you about that, but I saw on your story on Instagram when you posted that sunburnt selfie of you. I lost my mind. I was driving down the road. I almost wrecked. So, oh no. So we. All right. So yeah, it's been a very. I just told James before we um before we start started recording. I've had a very stressful week at work, and uh, we had this beach trip planned with um some friends of ours, and I was like, you know what, four o'clock Friday. If you're looking and it's 401 it's because i'm in my car and i'm peeling out of the parking lot and see you later so um, not the only thing that's peeling after a few days of that sunburn Jesus. it's already starting to my forehead yeah. It, yeah. it's just like lake jerky uh just <laughs> flaking off so but yeah i was uh I, I was so excited to get on the beach and just not do anything just for a while get a good book i was like you know what i've never read the harry potter books i'm gonna start reading the harry potter book so i made it four chapters in before i looked down i noticed that um, my legs were pink and I said, crap. Uh, so my wife was asleep and I like nudged her and I was like, Hey, Hey, can you put some sunscreen on me real quick? She was like, I think it may be too but late. It's too late. Yep. Yep. Everything is bubbling and peeling and it hurts, but <laughs> it made for a good photo though. Um, so I had to take the opportunity. <laughs> totally worth it. You got to do it for the gram. Yeah. I'm going to get sunburnt more often just so I can do it for the gram. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good but, thing or a bad thing, but I mean, the gram is the gram. I mean, hey, come on now. If, if it means I become uh, an influencer, then by all means, I'll, I'll, I'll risk it all. If anything, you'll get a sponsorship from like Heinz ketchup or something. I mean, <laughs> I look like you are a whole mascot. <laughs> yeah. I was, I'm, I'm pure red right now. Um, yeah. I've got a lot of like Neapolitan ice cream type, things going on so like i'm white and then i'm kind of darker and then i'm pink so it's, <laughs> anyway and my head's never been sunburnt before so this is a new experience for me oh that's it yeah um but yeah anyway anyway this um, aloe. that's what i've been doing uh every every day like twice a day i'm taking tons of tylenol and just aloe vera yeah and just trying to make it through the day um so i went I, to the gym for the first time in two weeks and it was just not good 
not good. I hear like meth and bath salts is pretty good for that. I don't know. Um, I might go into that next. That maybe. I saw I saw it on Google one time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Meth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, any. I'm willing to try anything at this point. But yeah. So I say desperate times. Desperate yeah. Times. So as you all know from our previous interview uh, with Casey, uh, he's a man of many, many musical talents and many 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 musical talents for sure um from teaching your drum lessons uh to songwriting and recording uh you've been pretty busy these days to say the least uh we learned uh with your previous episode about your days uh drumming with embracing goodbye your time in um season snare as well as uh heart mouth um so but it's you are a second returning guest by the way um, oh, cool. this is a big deal like we're we're so cool like it's so glad to have like guests come back and kind of update what's what happened since the last time so um, i'll tell you i feel way more social since last time last time we talked i think we were on the tail end of quarantine but at that point i was still like completely just living strictly out of uh out of this room like i wasn't leaving like i was barely going to door if anything and it's like a lot has happened since then like I, i've played a show again and i'm actually getting out in the world again so yeah this feels like a whole i know it's only been you know maybe what five six months or so but I yeah. something like that um but but I, I swear it feels like a whole different lifetime ago now yeah yeah it, it really has so much has changed it, it's it's unreal um but yeah so we're we're really excited to talk to you man kind of pick your brain about what you've been up to and especially the bronze age because i dude i've spent a lot of time um over the past <laughs> few days listening to the bronze age so uh cool. everybody welcome back to the show mr casey allen thanks hey. again for coming on yeah, yeah so, according according to my um uh thing right here uh you were last on our episode of 58 and it was six months ago so it's been six months since you talked to us last time, you yeah. know, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of things have been been going on with you, and uh, now that shows are coming back, uh, and and you said you were on, you did you did a show. How was that show? Yeah. So okay. So uh, this was a Bronze Age show. This was um, yeah. It was last Saturday, and I'll tell you, it was it was one of my favorite shows I have played in years and years and years. So. One, I haven't, you know, I haven't played a show since the pandemic started. Um, well, with the exception of this one, like, small, like, house show kind of a thing that doesn't, I don't really count <laughs> that or anything. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was so much fun. We, and and the, the cool thing about it is that there's, like, a new, there's, like, a new sense of energy with people wanting to come to shows again, no matter if it's, like, a national act or, or a local show like this was strictly a local show it was us and two other bands all local bands straight out of raleigh and we sold out the venue um and i think it was generally just from people wanting to come out and experience live music again and and just the energy like i, I was telling i was telling my bandmates that um i haven't felt first of all we haven't i i don't remember playing like a sold out local show like no national acts or anything I don't remember sold out local shows since literally like 2010, like 2008, 2010, those days of like, like yeah. the embracing goodbyes days, you know? Yeah. Um, so it was just so cool to, to be able to do that again. And then not only that, but just the energy in the room was so cool. I mean, like people were in their crowd surfing. I mean, like it was, 
it was crazy. Um, and the only thing that, that felt different to me, like everything felt pretty familiar, except I'm a bit older now. So now I spent the next day just like laid up in bed, like couldn't move my neck because I was still like throwing around the drum set just as hard as I did back then. But I have to pay the consequences now in my, in my geriatric age. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I, I, that's been a question that we've asked a lot of people on the show uh, that have, gone so long without playing any gigs is what you know what, what's it going to feel like when you get back out there and um so now we can finally start asking these questions james like I, i'm i'm excited like i want to know like the the feeling that you get like the pre do you still get the pre-show jitters uh you know and and that type of stuff so what's funny is that, uh, you know, I played my first show. I'm 31 now. I played my first show when I was 17, like my first like real show anyway. Yeah. And that first show I ever played was the, was the first and only show that I ever like got nervous for. Uh, well, with a couple of exceptions and immediately like the stage just started feeling like home and it got to where I didn't get pre-show jitters or anything like that. It was just excitement to get on stage and, and play. Um, and that was like the only other show I can think of um, was I played Red Hat Amphitheater one time in downtown Raleigh. And just because it was such a big stage um, that so many other like like just legends have played on that stage, like I was really intimidated. And I was definitely like if you look up videos from that show, my voice is super shaky because I was singing that show. Um, like my voice was shaky. Like I was having to fight nerves that show. But that show, and then this show, but um, I was actually nervous for this show because it had been so long. It's yeah. so funny how, like, you kind of get out of the routine of, of playing a show and just, like, going through sound check and the load-in. And, you know, it, it's a lot of that hurry-up-and-wait mentality because, you right. know, you got to get there at a certain time, so you're busting your butt to get there, and then you got to get right. set up and stuff, but then you got to wait for other bands to sound check, and then it's your turn. So you're yeah. and you're not all at the same time, and you don't really know how the schedule is going to be. Um, and when it's your first time doing that in well over a year, it, like, yeah, it, it, the jitters kind of came back. But then literally like first song in, like first couple seconds into the first song in, because um, the other guys on stage as well as myself, like we were, we had a lot of pent up energy ready to get out, you know. Yeah. Um, and then as soon as we started playing, like the crowd just came up front and like we could tell that they were in it immediately. And when that happened, it's just like that adrenaline kicks in and all the jitters and the nerves go away and you're just having, you're just having like the time of your life, you know, and all that stuff goes away. So, but yeah, I would say this was like the third show that I did kind of get like the pre nerves for. And I think a lot of that had to do with just, you know, laying low for so long. Yeah. 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 Imagine, especially, you know, if, if you spent most of that time indoors and that, you know, cause you, you didn't go out a lot at all. Did you? No, like I think I talked a little bit last time about like my uh, previous like health issues as far as my lung goes and stuff. So right. like once I found out that there was a whole pandemic going around that like affects the lungs, I was like, no, nope, uh-uh. yep. and I, I locked in and <laughs> hypochondria through the roof. I'm good. Um, but no, yeah, I've been I've been vaccinated since I last talked to you guys, and mm -hmm. and yeah, I've been living life again. Like the world's opened back up, and yeah. yeah. Those and, and getting out there you know been my girlfriend and i we've gone on a lot of like hiking and camping trips and stuff and just just getting out you know yeah yeah because cool, um uh when uh when bands started coming well like touring my, my first band that i saw live actually was uh was still pass right and i'm oh, no. yeah, 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 and, and i'm the kind of guy who gets nervous for the band you know Cause I don't know oh. whether they're nervous or whatever going over there, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, awesome. okay, right, so, 
Yeah, because um, cause I remember being at a house loose and I had to go to the bathroom for Mega Death, you know, because they were calling yeah. me. So I was like, oh no, well, they messed up my hopes, you know, you know. So, so it's, it's, it's kind of, it kind of released me to hear that you, you weren't nervous after the first, like, first second of the, you know, going in there. That's, that, oh, that yeah. was awesome. Yeah, there's just, there was too, way too much good energy to be in the room to, to let yeah. nerves get in the way. It was just, it was just a big fun party right. at that point. Yeah. That's great, man. I, I'm happy, I'm happy for you guys. That's really good. Yeah, thank you. Um, can you, can you kind of tell us how the Bronze Age came about? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> well, uh, no worries. I'm not a founding member of the Bronze Age. Um, right. I came all, I, I came along. In fact, uh, I had either just joined when I last talked to you guys or I hadn't even joined yet. It was, it was a new thing. Um, but I go way back with the fellas in that band. So, so Mike and I, he, Mike plays bass in that band. He used to live three doors down from me. Um, and so we grew up like not necessarily playing a whole lot of music together, um, but like supporting each other and, and, and being really closely related in, in the music scene together. Um, yeah. and, and Jesse kind of the same thing. We like Jesse played, do y'all remember your name in vain? Like the old tragic hero bands or anything. I don't know if y'all remember that band. He used to play in that band. I don't think so. Um, yeah, back the whole, like the whole, like the OG tragic hero records lineup, like my hero is yeah. me, knives at changing hands and stuff like, um, the hotness and stuff like your name in vain was another one of those. And he played with okay. Um, and, and yes, and we just all had mutual friends and we all came out of that heavy, that heavy rock scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and granted I went a little bit more pop than they did, but we eventually kind of got out of just doing like really heavy metal and kind of just wanted to do rock and roll. Um, and it would be one of those situations like they've been releasing songs. And in fact, all the songs that are currently out by the Bronze Age, I had um, nothing to do with yet except for one. There's a song called Second Chances. Um, and, and that song I did, um, I had just gotten out from my last lung surgery. There's a funny story in that. I, I'm singing some of the high harmonies in, in that song. Yeah. And it was total, it was a total accident. Like I had, I had, I had, um, I was still recovering from my surgery and I, um, I just wanted to get out one day cause I was bored being cooped up. So I went to the studio, um, and, uh, they happened to be in there recording and I was like, Oh, this is cool. Like, let me hang out with you guys. Um, and they're like, yeah, you can sing on it if you want to. And I was like, eh, I can try, but I just had like a whole thing. Um, but yeah, I wound up going in there wasn't a good idea because i got really sore after and i was like really winded and stuff but yeah there's actually there's some um there's some harmonies of mine that are on that song but um there there had been talks of me drumming like joining them and drumming for them for a couple years um but just the timing was never right there there was a point in time where i was like super busy with like heart mouth stuff or or they um had just like gotten another drummer at the time um, and yeah, uh, eventually there just got there, there got to be a point where Jesse, who, who fronts that band, he's kind of like band dad, um, for that band. And, um, I think he just wanted to kind of go a different direction than where the band was heading. Um, so, uh, a couple of the other guys, they parted ways and, and Mike and I joined, um, Mike joined a little bit before I did. And then I joined soon after. Um, and then as soon as that happened, we just immediately got together. We started writing. Um, and it was really fun to write the way I write for like a rock band. 
um, Jesse and I would get in a room and we did it um, kind of like pop singer songwriter style. Like the way I do heart mouth stuff, we got together with just like a stripped down acoustic guitar and a piano and wrote a song. And like with me, like I, I spent a lot of time on lyric and melody. Like that's my big thing that I yeah. focus on. Um, and I think that's your strong suit. Get a good lyric, good melody, good foundation. And then the rest of the song builds around it very easily. And that was the case. Um, we went and recorded up um, in New Jersey up with Nick from Man Overboard. Uh, we recorded at his studio. And um, those songs are going to be coming out. The first single of, of those three um, starts coming out sometime, I think, in September. So, yeah, once September rolls around, that's when the Bronze Age stuff will come out that I'm actually a part of. But I think there's still another single or two until then that's going to be coming out yeah. by those guys. So Okay, cool. Yeah, I've, I've been listening to it like crazy. Um, it's so, so good. It's so fun to play. It is. Like, especially Don't Worry, It Only Hurts for a Second. Like, that's a, that's a great song. I love that. I can't wait to start playing that song live. We didn't play that song at the oh, show, really? but I love that song. Yeah, it, it's great. It reminds me of some old uh, SBR. Um, there's some Emory oh, yeah. in there, and I, I'm all for that. So Jesse um, is a huge Thrice fan. Um, yeah. So, so and I definitely think so. You may be able to hear a little bit of that, like especially maybe older Thrice in there, but especially the new stuff when when I uh, hopped on. Some of the stuff is definitely going to be more kind of thricey. Um, hopefully, hopefully y'all y'all will dig that. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, we. I was talking with my wife earlier today because, uh, you know, she's she's off at a Bible study and she's like, "You doing a podcast tonight?" I was like, "Yeah," and she's like, "Who are you interviewing?" And I told her, "I told her you were coming back on the show," and um, and uh, she was like, "Oh, anything new?" And I was like, "I'm telling you, everything the dude touches, it like turns to gold." April. <laughs> And Aaron Gillespie, like just Man. everything that it has your name on it is just really good. So, uh, so you, if I keep talking to you guys, you're going to have to like widen my little screen bubble out because my head's going to get too big to fit in the screen. Tell you. Well, it makes these types of interviews so much easier when you can like, you know, you can talk about how much you enjoy it because there's some, you know, admittedly, there's some people we have on here that I'm just, I'm not familiar with their music and um, it's hard to like, dig deep into those questions about uh, well it is maybe i express how i like the song because you know i don't really know the song that well but like yeah you know, man anything that you do i'm i'm listening to it and i am never disappointed so it's it's oh, so well, easy. thanks so much man that 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 means everything like it's it, it gets so easy to turn into just a complete like cynical jerk in this field um <laughs> uh where you're constantly trying to write something and you just like the whole point is just to write something that other people can like connect to and get something out of and that doesn't always happen like that's the goal but you know sometimes it happens sometimes it doesn't so anytime there's any kind of like glimmer of that in someone that makes it worth it so yeah i, I, I appreciate those yeah, words yeah, absolutely the question that i was going to ask which you already which you already answered is um uh, at, at what point of the of the band's uh timeline did you come in? And you said you, you, you recorded one single with them, which is the Second Chances. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Before the three new ones, yeah, oh, that was yeah, one. Yeah, before yeah. So um uh so I so of course with you in the band, I I I presume that there's gonna be a a bronze H E P coming out soon. Um or or is there gonna be a, like a full length album? Um, so that's something we've actually been in talks with. So um, there's two more singles 
from the Bronze Age before I came along from their last recording session um, that, that, that still need to come out before our new stuff is coming out. And I think that said that he wants to release that as an EP. He's going to tack on the last couple of the last couple of releases right. with the two new unreleased ones and put that out as an EP. So I'm pretty sure like sometime in August, sometime next month, okay. um, there's the Bronze Age EP coming out. Um, and then what we're going to do, we're, uh, I, I believe we're hitting the studio again in December. I think like second week in December, I think we're going to head back up to New Jersey to record some more. Um, so we're going to release these uh, three that we recorded that I'm a part of. Um, and those will be singles. And then I think we're going to go work on a full length that those three will probably wind up being on. But I, I, I think we're probably going to have a full length sometime around like next spring or so. Cool. Can't wait I to hear be wrong. Like Jesse, Jesse might watch this and he's like, you idiot. That's not what we're doing <laughs> at all. But I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's what we're doing. Well, now it has to happen because we've already, it's already in the episode. I'm sorry, I put it out on the internet. So if it's on the internet, it's, it's already done. Uh, yeah. it's not- <laughs> Sorry, Dan. It's just not happening. Sorry. So um, yeah, I believe y'all. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to hear it though. Like, seriously, it's so good. it's so good. All of it's good. Thank Everything. You. So, well, James, like, you were about to ask something. Right. Okay. Yeah. So okay. So um. So before we had you on, uh, we forgot to ask you before the show, um, because there was a Instagram story on your profile on Instagram that we we was wanted to ask you right. And I screenshotted it, but uh, but it didn't say who who posted it. I, I I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure I, it's from your account. And, Fingers and, crossed, a room looks really weird and dumb. And, uh, and, and <laughs> I'm sure you're talking about the the Instagram story with me spraying the dog down. I'm sure no, that's what this. No. Is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but uh, but Blake kind of kind of pretty sure it's you too. But uh, on on your uh, post, it said. Very excited to announce that I signed on with Unified as a songwriter. Their team has credits with big hitters like T-Swift, Ariana, 5SOS, Chase Five Brothers. Seconds of summer. Well, you, thank you. And that's why yep. I got him as a host. Um, and me more. 5SOS. I'm going to spell it then. Yeah. Um, and Nicki Minaj. And I um, can't wait to see what the future holds. Was that you? That's me, yeah, um, yeah. We don't look, we don't look like the. <laughs> I should make it interesting. I should just be like, no, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, well, okay, so, so, uh, two questions. Uh, sure. So, what does this mean for you as a songwriter, and what does this mean for the fans that listen to your songs? So I'm very excited. Like something like this has been like a dream of mine for a long time. Um, and I'm hoping that it's finally going to come true with this. So um, Unified uh, is a company that's a collection of songwriters and publishers and, and different kinds of, of managers and music supervisors and everything in, in the sync world. Um, and they have, they have different branches all throughout the world. Um, the, the team that I work kind of directly with uh, right now. There, there's a team in Nashville, but oddly enough, I work with the team out of Switzerland right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so, so basically what I do is, uh, I, I, what I'm going to be doing um, is a combination of receiving briefs from them, 
whether it be from music supervisors that need a certain type of song for like like a movie or, or film or something like that. Um, it could be, uh, and then other times what it is, is I, I've gotten some briefs so far that I haven't been able to work on yet, but um, briefs that they keep it pretty vague. They'll, they'll say like, hey, this is for so-and-so artist that is like number whatever in like the European charts or whatever has whatever, how many million streams on Spotify or whatever. So, you know, it's somebody big, but we don't get to know who it's for. Yeah. And they'll give us maybe like an instrumental or like some kind of idea or a topic or something. And they'll say, write a song. And, and basically what I'll do is I'll start writing a song and I'll pitch it to them. And, um, depending on who it's for, you know, hopefully they, they like some of my ideas and, and, and the goal is for them to accept some of my ideas so that that can either go towards um, like a very big artist, like some of the people you mentioned um, to, to, to actually cut on a record. So I would, yeah, hopefully I would love to have like some songwriting credits on like a T Swift song. That would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I find kind but, of, uh, Oh, go Oh, sorry. Go ahead. What yeah. it, the connection's kind of breaking up a little bit. Okay. Um, I was gonna say I find it kind of odd that they won't tell you who it's for because, uh, if if when you know who it's for, you can listen to the songs and kind kind of get a feel of them and kind of kind of base your writing against you know their the way that they sing their song, right? The cool thing that they will do is on these briefs that they send out, they, they send a, a list of references, which will be about three or four songs that are very, very similar or like in the same vein of what they want. Um, so, so that does help. So you do get to listen to those to kind of get into the world of like, this is what they want you to write about and that sort of thing. Um, so, so yeah, that's something that I'm really looking forward to. I actually just got an email. So I signed that contract and then I got a confirmation email um, literally this morning back from, back from the guy. And um, so, yeah, basically starting, I'm going to wake up in the morning and start working on some of these briefs for the first time. So, um, well, first time, seriously, I've written a little bit here and there, but um, yeah, I'm super excited about that and, and hopefully get more of my music out in um, sync and TV and film and maybe like songs that I write that I'm maybe not performing on, but I get to write for other artists to sing. So right. it's, just a, it's just a dream. Um, it's a dream come true for sure. Dude, that is, so now we can compare you uh, not to Dave Grohl, but to Prince. <laughs> with the artist currently known yeah. as Prince. Yeah, as Casey <laughs> Like, yeah, I don't know about all that, but uh, I was gonna start wearing more purple first. Yeah, that so that's the first thing you gotta do. You gotta throw out all of the clothes uh, in your wardrobe and wear purple, right. strictly purple. Uh, come up with some kind of symbol and you'll be set. Yeah, I'm gonna change my name to like some binary code right, just yeah. to be okay. Cool. That works. Zero one one zero zero one one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. even listening, I listened to a. a a podcast episode about the history of Prince and just like, I knew he was a songwriter, but I had no idea how long he had done that before he ever even had a solo career and just how many songs he like well-known pop songs that actually have him as a credit on it. It, oh. it blows my mind. Yeah. And what I love so much, I actually just started, um, I, I don't get on TikTok very much, but I, uh, there was three or four days ago, I happened to hop on for all of about 10 minutes and, um, 
I came across a guy like what I love. I mean, it's always cool to hear like big names like Prince, like songwriting for other people and that kind of thing. But what I love are songs that we all know that comes from someone that we've like never heard of. And I actually found a TikTok account of a guy. um, He's not a famous artist or anything, but he's written famous songs. And he was just like playing some of the songs that he uh, that that he wrote or co-wrote. And he's playing like closing time. Um, um, someone like you, Adele, you know, yeah. um, like, all, like, it, and he's just like, he looks like he's probably 55, 60 years old and he's sitting there jamming. I mean, he's got a, like a sweet voice, but you know, um, but nothing like crazy, but he like, he has all these like iconic songs under his belt. I wish I could think of his name. I would, I would, I would shout it out, but, um, yeah, that was such a cool account to find that, yeah. um, I, I would not hate, um, hopefully one day writing a song that somebody cuts that I get to be a part of like that, that would, that would be, you know, that's a pipe dream of mine. <laughs> yeah. I know, yeah, man, that, that would be great. Cause I know that one, one bigger, one, one big name also who wrote, who wrote songs before he went, he went like multi-platinum is uh, Chris Stapleton, you know? Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like you wrote some songs for like some big country artists and then they just came out of the, of the show and started singing himself. And then, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. He's, yeah. yeah. I forgot what the name is. I mean, he was in a pretty famous bluegrass band too. I, I can't think of the name right now before they basically like kicked him out and said like, Hey, you need to go big and like, you need to go solo right now. <laughs> oh, man, they mama birded him. They just kicked him out of the nest. Yeah. Do your thing. Cool. Um, oh yeah. And um, the, the song credit thing that you were talking about, like, so did you say tomorrow you start doing that? I'm going to wake up. Yeah. So basically I woke up this morning to a few new briefs and stuff and I've been getting briefs. So it's one of those things where it takes longer to like get people to look over the contracts and actually sign contracts before you're actually an official member of the team. So like, um, so now that I'm an official member, I feel like I can actually start looking at these briefs and like write seriously to them and and start sending out. Cause it's hard to like get briefs and start writing too and send ideas before you actually have like contracts signed and stuff because it can get messy. But, but yeah, now that all that's official and stuff, um, I basically plan on waking up as soon as in the morning and, and starting to work, start to working on, start working on some of these briefs. That's cool, man. James, what kind of like piggyback on what you said earlier, um, about like not telling you what the, what the artist is, it, it, they probably do that too. So like you, you don't get an assignment, say to an artist that you absolutely despise and you're yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to write. Yeah. Cause what they care about is getting a good song, whether or not yeah. you, know, you about the artist singing and stuff and it, what's funny is too like my other publishers so this doesn't have to do with uh united but i i also have a publishing deal through uh oml sync and um if you remember remember last time we we talked we talked about my song this is talking about heart mouth now talking about i think the world is on fire yes yeah um, there's song and since then i found out that that song is actually going to land uh it's so funny how it works because i got news that it's going to land in an amazon original movie nice. um super stoked about but they're like yeah but it's not coming out until next year and i can't tell you any more details than that so even like i know that that song is going to be in an amazon movie next year but i have no idea what it's called who's going to be in it what it's about nothing like i literally know nothing man <laughs> um, they will tell you eventually though right like eventually as, yeah and and cool. it's i've been sitting on that news already now for probably two or three months so and yeah. i still don't have any updates so you know it's a slow process but um yeah but yeah I'm, I'm super excited about that but that's a lot of how like the sync world works is you write a song and and even still like that song was written a year and a half ago right mm-hmm. and it took a year to get picked up 
And then now it's going to be like another year before it actually gets released. You know, so it's the sync world is such a weird and and slow world. Yeah. (laughs) What a great song to to put in a movie too. Like it's, that's a, I listened to that song today. Um, uh, It's it's great, dude. And um, what a, what a song to use. Uh, So is that what's going on? Like, more recently with Heartmouth, like what what else have you been up to with Heartmouth? Yeah, it's funny how Heartmouth has kind of taken a turn. Like, it, I, I've been wanting, or like leading up to right before the pandemic happened, what I was really wanting to do is start playing Heartmouth shows because I've never played an officially like live Heartmouth show um, since I, since I started, um, and. I really wanted to get into that. And then COVID hit things locked down and it just, you know, you have to adapt and, and change. Um, so I got into just like songwriting and that's when along, you know, along COVID is when I started connecting with other producers from around the world and getting into the sync world and that sort of thing. And uh, now I find myself busy writing for the sync world um, or kind of with that frame of mind, like I'm still writing music, for me like for the heart mouth project but kind of in the mind of like where could i see this possibly landing and that kind of thing and that does play a role into into like at least the sound textures that i choose to to kind of base the songs around um but then now i'm like neck deep in that and i really uh now that the world's open back up again, I really want to play heart mouth shows. <laughs> so, but I haven't really been able to think about that too much. So um, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Right now um, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm getting the best of both worlds because with the bronze age, we're like focused on shows and stuff right now. So right. Um, I'm kind of focused on playing, playing bronze age shows while working on like heart mouth songs for just release and, and sync and, and that sort of thing. Nice, nice. Oh, did we lose? Did we lose Blake? Yeah, yeah he's he he's coming back. So he just told me to 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 continue. <laughs> I don't know what happened there, but uh, it's all good. Yeah, but uh, I do have a question for you about Heartmouth songs and uh, and your and and your new possibility. Now, oh, okay. So you say that you that you write Heartmouth songs in in uh, terms of um, outlooking other other opportunities, uh. When you write heart mouth songs, do you hold, do you hold some aside for for somebody else to sing them, or like do you like I mean like like how did it work out? How, how do you know that it's a heart mouth song, and how do you know that it can be like another for for another artist? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, that's something that I've only recently starting started to encounter, but um, it really just kind of depends on like do I see myself like every song that I write it, whether, whether I write it for sync or whether I write it for another artist in mind or, or anything like that doesn't make it less sincere of what I write about. Like I want to make sure that the song from the ground up is very sincere. Otherwise, whether I sing it or whether somebody else sings it, if it's not sincere, nobody's going to care about it, you know? Right. Um, so, so that's, that's the most important thing first and foremost, but a lot of it just kind of has to do with genre. Like, um me personally i'm i've never been like the biggest country fan in the world like uh until recently like country started to grow on me um and i have no desire to be a country artist but over the past few months i've found myself kind of naturally writing songs that feel like they want to be country songs you know what i mean like yeah you could produce them as a a pop song or indie or whatever but they just feel like they want to be country songs so if it feels like that then i'm not going to fight it i'm just going to go for it so i have a few demos on my computer of just like ideas in in the country world um 
that uh, that I've been working on. And I know for a fact that I don't want to, you know, release country songs, at least seriously, you know? Um, So uh, yeah, I would love to finish those songs and then actually shop them out to actual, you know, country artists and stuff. So there's a good example of like how I choose whether I keep a song or whether I want to, you know, give a song to someone, you know? Right. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so Blake wants wants me to ask you. Um, uh, can you tell us um how about how the collaboration with with Rafi Burritos for Hopeless Place took about? You know, can you- yeah, Rafi Burritos. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Rafi is awesome. So uh, this is so funny. This is like a, a good product of like what happened during quarantine. So I've never met him before. He lives up in New York City, um, and. He, um, we met through, um, a, a producer slash mix engineer named Mosh, um, that he's amazing by the way, um, that we met through like online forums. Um, and Mosh was like, Hey, I want to introduce you to Rafi is an EDM producer. I know you don't really do EDM, but he's looking for a male vocalist for one of his songs. And I think y'all would be a good fit. Um, so, and it happened to be a night where I was already, I was like working on an idea that wasn't really coming along too well. I just wasn't feeling it that night. I was like, yeah, send the song over. We'll see what happens. And literally that same night, like the very same night, um, that song came around. I was like, man, this song is cool. Like it's it's very outside of what I'm used to. Um, the song is called hope place, but it's very outside of what I'm used to, which was fun for me because it was like a fun new push, you know? Um, and yeah, we cut vocals for that song that same night. I sent, sent uh, them back to him, and within three days, we had like a finished product. Um, so yeah, and, and I think Rafi and I are actually going to collaborate on another song pretty soon. We got like a, it's going to be like another EDM song, but it's not going to be quite like as hard style right. as Hope is it's supposed to be a little bit more like melodic and and i don't even know like people people in the edm world would be mad at me over like the subgenres. um but i think it's we call it like melodic edm i don't know um but a really cool sounding song that that i want to get done for him pretty soon but yeah rafi he's great people so uh for for listeners who've never heard of edm i think that's electronic dance music correct yes okay. yes so as so as a songwriter, I I I find it totally awesome that that, that you're open to every kind of music, you know. Because as a songwriter, I I guess wouldn't would have to be open to any kind of music, you know, just write with them or or for them, you know. Yeah, I think that you know, I mean, and and no disrespect to anybody that does, but I feel like songwriters that write the same genre of music as the only genre of music they ever listen to, I just feel like it gets boring. It just gets redundant and boring, and yeah. Um, my, my favorite artist, uh, Dermot Kennedy, he's a singer songwriter, um, that writes in in the singer songwriter genre, but all he listens to is like hip hop and influence in the singer songwriter style, even though, even though his music is still very singer songwriter, but just the articulation that he has within his music, um, and the imagery he paints is like you can hear that it's a direct influence of all the hip hop he listens to. Like he loves J Cole. Like J Cole is like his idol. J, man, um, J. Cole's amazing, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I think that's so cool. Whenever you know, and I think that's part of what makes his music so great to me personally is that it's a singer songwriter that just isn't every other boring singer songwriter, you know. And that happens from drawing influences from other other genres. Yeah. Uh, do you think that 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 the reason why he writes 
that one kind of music is because he's most comfortable there. He doesn't want to probably ruin the um, the the way that other music is is written for other uh, other genres. You think he's like too comfortable comfortable in one area? Um, I think what it would what it probably more comes down to, uh, and, and, you know, I couldn't speak for anybody else, but just thinking for myself, even though I'm drawn by a lot of different genres like I'll, I'll use the country music example. Like I really love writing country music now. And, oh, good. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like if I actually tried to like start like a country band, I feel like people would see right through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't feel like I authentically get on stage and be a country band. Right. Even though I love writing country music, you know what I mean? So I think, you know, at the end of the day, there's going to be a certain style of music that just naturally comes off as genuine to you. Right. even though you're drawn by other genres and that's probably the case for him it's definitely my case and uh, what i would think would be the case for most artists nice yeah yeah because like, if you're i think if you're uh most comfortable in in one genre and not the other it's just kind of limiting yourself you know so and i think yeah. that's, i think that's like the worst possibility for songwriters you know so that, that yeah. that's good that's the really reason so um yeah um, I mean, like, I do listen to a lot of different styles of music and it definitely does help, especially now like that I'm getting briefs in, in different genres of music. And it definitely makes it harder to, to get a song to land when you're only working on like waiting for one genre to come your way. You know, like it definitely helps if you get one brief that's like, hey, we need a K-pop song. And then like, oh, we're looking for something like singer songwriter. Now here's something for like a trance style, like if, if you know at least a little bit about all of those genres, you have a much better chance of being able to write a song that can actually land somewhere, you know? Right. Nice. Nice. Well, Blake, Blake's back. Blake, Blake has returned. I don't, it. Know, I don't know what I happened don't there. Know. Okay. Well, this is so embarrassing. This has never happened before. Nah, <laughs> um, I, I don't know. It, it's like I lost, like, Wi-Fi connection altogether. Uh, oh. So um, well, I don't know happens. what to do. It's that some Carolina heat. Yeah. <laughs> It just sucks yeah. in general. It does. Um, it, does. it really your does. Sunburn, your sunburn is just eating up all the Wi-Fi. I think that's what it is. I'm yeah. really just like radiating. It's just screwing everything up. Um, <laughs> Need to put some uh, aloe on it, man. Come on. Too now. much solar energy, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Body. Um, what did I miss? Did I miss anything? Uh, uh, we were talking nonstop crap about you, is all. That's what I figured. I was like, yeah. well, if this is their chance, then they should take it. So yeah. No, but. <laughs> I got it all out of my system, James. Did you? Oh yeah, yeah, man. I man, I don't know about that Blake sometimes, man. He can really turn my grits, you know. Or I don't know what I'm saying to you right now. I'm glad you got it all out of your system. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we where did you already talk about uh hopeless place? Yes. Yes. Okay. Did you did you mention my note about uh purple Lamborghini in there? Yeah, I I, I did, but yeah. Uh, I. I and that's not a knock. It, I love that song. Uh, oh yeah, Same. I love the movie. I love Suicide Squad. I thought it was a great movie. Um, yeah, but like the chorus, yes, very much reminds me of uh, Purple Lamborghini. And I'll, even some, I will take that all day. Yeah, like I was like, dude, Skrillex is amazing, and uh, it, it had a very similar feel. I'm I'm really into that. It does. It it, it had a, it has a little bit more of that hard style feel to yeah. it. I think that's I I was telling him like I felt super out of my comfort zone on that song because that's just like not a genre that I ever like 
I don't even listen to it that much. Right. Um, as much I know I'm sitting here talking about how I try to listen to multiple genres, but I really don't ever listen to like hard style EDM. Um, but I don't know. He sent it to me and I just, there was something about that song. I'm just like, this is a fun song. Like, yeah, yeah I would love to be part of it, you know? Yeah. yeah I love it. I thought it was great. Um, well, cool. So uh, what is, what's next for Heartmouth? Like what's, what's on the horizon? So for Heartmouth, um, right now, so, so what I'm trying to do. So a lot of my, um, a lot of my time now is going to kind of, I, I, I have to learn how to allocate my time now that I'm, I've got this new alley that I'm kind of walking down. But um, so I'm going to be writing songs for Unified. Um, and then I've got the Bronze Age, like we've got shows coming up too. We've got like a few more shows on the books and booking more studio time and that kind of thing. Right. Um, for Heartmouth, what I'm actually working on is an album. And that's like a fresh thing. But um, I've got my first two songs well underway. Um, I actually finished writing my second song two days ago. Okay. Um, and it's uh, I'm feeling like a concept. Uh, I'm feeling like a whole concept album kind of a thing going on. And I feel like I can now that I'm still working with other producers and there's going to be a few more singles coming out and that sort of thing. So I should have some content coming out and, and some more music coming out. But I feel like now that I have like an avenue of being able to write songs for, for Unified and for other people and, and work with, you know, EDM producers and all this kind of thing, sure. I feel like I'm going to want to have like, okay, I need to sit down at some point and what, do, what does Casey want to write that Casey wants to write that's not for anybody else. I don't need to write for like a pitch or a brief or anything like that. Um, and I think that's what, this heart mouth record is going to be, I think it's going to be a really personal record and, um, and, and it's just going to be for me. And if people like it, cool. If not, like, at least I will, you know? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's, that's kind of like my new goal for that and how I see heart mouth shifting, um, from this point out. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm underway with that. So I don't know how songs, how many songs I'm going to wind up having, but, um, I, I I feel like it wants to be a record, so I feel like at least like eight songs, probably about ten, and and I'm second song in right now, so um, no release date or anything like that yet. I, I I'm not that far yet, but yeah, um, I think Heartmouth is gonna is gonna finally have an album. Nice, nice. So Can't wait. I yeah. will ask you a question about Heartmouth and uh and the and the live aspect, right? So I know that. Uh, I, I would personally love to see you live one day. Hopefully in Columbia, you better come to Columbia because I want to buy you beer and, and shake hands. But uh, but uh, I'll be trying to do a new Brooklyn Tavern. Don't you worry. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The yeah. of the South. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but um, but so so when do you when do you plan to go like like on tour? Right. I know Heartmouth is strictly your your band. You know, you do all the uh you know, drums and singing and guitars and, and keyboards, right? But when you go live, um, are, are, are you going to hire um, uh, musicians to come with you? And, and if so, what do you look for in that musician that you would want them to bring out of Heartmouth? Yeah, so uh, part one of that question is absolutely yes. Um, okay. I'm, I'm not trying to... I, I, if I play shows, I don't want it to just be like a strictly like one man acoustic right, thing. Right, yeah, yeah. Just, I don't want to do that. I want it to be a full band. I want it to be awesome. Yeah. Um, I want people to get like an experience out of it. And, right. um, 
Yeah, the the big thing that I look for in musicians is real. I mean, obviously, you got to play. You got to be able to play. Um, but then, too, is, um, you know, if you're a musician that can do multiple things, that's a great thing. If you're a musician that knows how to sing harmony, if if you can play both guitar and piano, that's a great thing. You know, it just kind of depends, you know, or really it's just be good at what you're good at and and I can make the rest work. My biggest thing is for, for live, um, I want to be able to play as little as possible and focus on singing as much as possible. I can play guitar, I can play piano. Um, I feel very much like, unlike drums, like drums are home to me, but, those are things where I just feel like I have to focus a little too hard on that, that then I cared to. Um, so the more that I can put a guitar down and like free up my hands, um, and just focus on my voice, I feel like that's where I'm going to, to, to be the happiest. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I I don't know. I know some people that will be in my band for sure. Uh, I've still got a couple spots to feel, to fill up, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. You just gotta be able to play. That's it. And be good at what you do, you know. But uh, yeah. here's a here's a here's an off question, Kay. So, I, so you're a drummer, you know, obviously. So I'm 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 assuming you play double bass too, right? Yes. Okay. Oh yeah. So did you buy double bass drums to play double bass yet, or did you were you this this fool right here and and do and try to play double bass with just one oh, foot? Oh, I use. Uh, yeah. uh, well, I use. I don't. Two bass drums. I you I have a slave pedal um okay. for my left foot. Yeah. Um, but growing up, um, I spent too much time using both pedals, uh, which made me get lazy with my right foot. So around 2013 or so, I spent from about from around 2013 until probably like honestly like last year, um, like purposefully like not using my left pedal and just forcing myself to to work out my right foot and kind of gain some speed and gain some control with that so uh, you know working on my my heel toes and my swivel methods and and that kind of stuff and um yeah yeah it's really easy to get to get lazy with your primary foot when you have those two pedals but um but yeah, to answer your question, yeah, I play double bass and, and, and yeah, I don't, I don't do the whole, like, I, I don't feel like I have enough of an ego for two actual bass drums, but yeah, I've got a double kick pedal. <laughs> yeah, because um, I think what he did was, uh, was Blake had one pedal and trying to do the double bass motion on one pedal. I'm like, dude, you're messing up your yep. foot, man. I don't know how to, I don't know how to Yeah, it depends on the song. And I know a lot of my students, like some of my, some of my more advanced students, hate me to death because well i'll give them drills where they want to learn how to you know do double stuff and i'm like all right cool and i'll take off the left pedal and they're like i thought you said we're going to do double stuff i'm like yeah we are but we're going to do it with one foot first yeah um it just makes your life i mean it's something i wish i had done when i was younger so i just make them go ahead and start with it you know right um but yeah it just makes you better that way i'm just you know i'm just convinced of that I think uh, so. What happened? What happened with me? <laughs> so I was ten. I was ten years old when I started playing drums. Uh, I started getting into bands like Slipknot, you know, at a pretty young age. So yeah. I wanted to kind of recreate some of that of what Joey Jordison was doing, but I couldn't with one bass pedal. Um, there was there was a few songs I could fake it enough and play enough 
Tom feels like thrown in there to kind of yeah. get by. He's got more time to your advantage. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's uh kind of like uh before I forget, that was a good example of that. Uh and uh, you know, yeah. that was that was kind of one I just experimented on. There were some mud vein songs I could kind of make it work for. Um one in particular that I wish I would have had a double bass pedal for, but I'm kind of glad I didn't because now I can play it with one leg is uh Dumpweed um by oh, nice. two so that yeah just kind of figured out how to do that with one leg um after practicing over and over and over again um but it was a while before i ever got i think i i think i had to wait until i was i had my first job so it must have been you know i had been playing for five or six years before i um finally got a double bass pedal but when i did you know one of the first like songs that helped me develop like a good way of figuring out like rhythms and figuring out how to basically teach myself how to play drums all over again. Cause you basically have to relearn everything. Yeah, you really um, do. Was Genesis off of, uh, oh. um, off evolution. Yeah. Dead serious. Oh, wow. Like just the <laughs> intro. Yeah. So like that helped me figure it out and like, you know, playing on the rims and, uh, and uh but that wasn't the only one um sweet jezebel that was another one that like kind of taught there were several like patterns in there that just helped me figure out okay this is uh this is how double bass works uh-huh. and just get used to the feeling um and uh you know so a lot of embracing a buy um there was some sbr in there um trailer versus tornadoes that was another one that i, I had, uh, dane's cake part at the end of that song i still love oh, that man yep the yeah everything man like all all the all the tropes that you that you learn from like metalcore and and anything like that that helped me develop that pattern and i i use it in church all the time yeah and and people are like looking back at me and like some people don't get it and i and i mean it's fine my brother-in-law brian um who plays bass uh in our church band he uh he loves it he's always like are you gonna play a double bass pedal (laughs) i can't i can't tell you the the number of churches i literally got kicked out of playing for growing up because uh i you know if i'm behind a drum set and people are watching me i'm gonna give them i'm gonna leave them something to remember when they go home you know like i'm gonna give it everything i've got and i don't care if we're playing like a chilled out praise and worship set like i was like i remember there was one shirt one church in uh in raleigh i think it was rfa and it was one of those like big as like a mega church right and i was playing like this um i was playing a christmas service for them Mm -hmm. and um like they had me like i was behind like the drum cage and everything which i was already just like oh that separates me from people. I don't like it. And, uh, and I remember there was like a front row of people that were like watching me and they were into it. So I started getting into it. I'm like bashing my drums. I'm doing fills and stuff. And, you know, not over, not being that guy. Like I'm not like taking over the song or anything, but, um, just really giving it a show. And I remember at one point the sound guy, like moving from the soundboard in the back up to the front of the stage being like, you need to turn it down. Um, and i just looked at him i was like i don't know what you want me to do these people are like getting something out of this yeah Yeah. and and i remember afterwards like um you know having people come up to me like i've never seen like a like a praise and worship set like that i'm like well that's cool like that that means a lot i'm glad you got something out of it and then then after they would leave then the sound guy would come up and be like you're never coming here again you're fired you know like (laughs) that's not the only time that's ever happened but yeah. yeah I don't really do the praise and worship thing much anymore, but um, 
but but yeah i I don't know it's just um if you're i don't know if no matter what you're doing if if people are like spending their time and or their money to come see you i just think you should leave help them leave with something to remember you know yeah definitely and and you feed off the energy of of a crowd whether that's a uh secular show um, (laughs) or like you know praise and worship set like it it, you the energy is fed off of each other i I totally agree there's there's sometimes if there's energy in a room i'm just going to feed off that energy and yeah like if if you're going to still like i will take getting fired and not being invited back all day Uh, that's fine what you can't take is like seeing people like unentertained yeah, yeah. Like, right. Seem bored by like a show that I'm giving them. No, I I can't live with yeah. myself like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll, take, I'll take getting kicked out of venues. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I do have one more question about the live about the live as, aspect. Um, mm-hmm. Now, when you start booking dates to go to go on tour, uh, how much time do you need to does you and your band need to actually practice the songs? Because I know you've got a plethora of songs that you want to play for the shows. Um, how much you time? Said, how much? Huh? Yeah. You said to practice, like for rehearsal. Yes. Yes. How, how much time do you need to practice before you go on? Before you start going on tour. So, so whether I mean it, whether it's a tour or whether it's just a one show deal, um, usually what what I'll do is get together about starting about two or three weeks before the show and get together hopefully twice per week. Um, in the case of the bronze age for this show, we, we were a little bit more kind of intense with it because it was the first show and forever, you know, and we were having to shake off a lot of rust. Right. Right. Um, so I, I feel like we got together probably five or six times. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, the cool thing is as long as, as long as everybody in the band can play and as long as they do their homework outside of rehearsal, there's nothing more annoying than people not doing their homework. And then you show up to rehearsal, having to learn songs. That's not what rehearsal is for, you know, right. um, learn the songs on your own time. And as long as everybody does that and they show up to rehearsal, have like a two, three hour rehearsal. Um, and you can do that two, maybe three times before a show and be fine. Yeah. You know? cool so do you uh do you have any other like collaborations or any other like crazy projects going on right now um, the first thing the first thing that comes to mind um there's going to be a heart mouth song dropping in the next couple months um that i was really excited about the way this collaboration came out so um it's a song called lower and um well, it's either going to be called Lower or Six Feet Under. I can't remember, but either way, it sounds super emo, right? Um, no, but um, it was a song that I, I did a co-write for um, with a guy out of Italy and named Ricardo. And um, he actually introduced me to Lauren Light, which lives all of two hours away from me, like lives in Greensboro, North Carolina, um, that I like connected with through this dude from halfway across the world. And that's like the cool thing about like another cool story about everything that happens over this pandemic. Sure. Um, but, uh, and we, the three of us got together, uh, well, got together remotely the way we are right now, but, um, and, and wrote this song and it's a really cool song. I'm, I'm super excited about it. And we kind of wrote it for sync, but it, we also just wrote, wrote it to be a heart mouth release. So, um, he, Ricardo's do, working on the mix for it right now. And, um, Whenever we get a final mix back, then we'll start 
up with a release plan, but that should be coming up within the next couple months. But yeah, that was just a really cool uh, collaboration that I was excited about because I've I, I've known of Lauren Light for for years, and she is big in the sync world. And you know, she like just last week she was posting about like she just got one of her songs landed in like a global Nike ad. Like it was crazy. And it's a great song too. And um, just absolutely talented artist. And, um, and so I, I've, I've always kind of wanted to learn how she writes a little bit and, and kind of figure out, like, I just want to get in her head and pick her brain a little bit, you know, like, how do you do this? Um, and it was cool to be able to do that through a complete stranger from a, halfway across the world so it was not how i expected it to happen but it was a lot of fun so yeah um so yeah that's that's what's coming up next as far as collaborations go and yeah um who knows after that cool man nice absolutely um so so we did really dive deep into this last time but uh we would like to know learn more about how you how you uh do your drum lessons for students who really want to learn how to play drums yeah, so really, it just kind of comes down to two different ways. So one, have you ever played before? Um, are you starting completely from scratch, you know? Or two, have you had previous lessons with somebody else before? Um, one is always preferred because it's a lot easier to just teach someone from the ground up, you know, and basically we start off with, like, I remember the last time we talked, like the first thing I do is get you to like tap the head, rub the belly at the same time, you know, um, just learn some basic independence, um, with your limbs. Um, and then kind of start building up from there, learning how to count, learning how to multitask, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I do get a lot of students too that come from previous instructors and stuff. And the first month or two of that is really just kind of going in. This sounds super cynical. I don't mean it to sound as cynical as it is, but it's like a, a reality um, is having to get students to unlearn bad habits that they picked up from other teachers, just because around here anyway, a lot of the, the drum teachers around here um, are really like they play drums, but they specialize in other instruments. You know what I mean? Um, So I have to, a lot of times kind of get them out of bad habits or maybe they didn't have a previous instructor at all. Maybe their previous instructor was YouTube. You know what I mean? Like they come in here, Oh, I can play these songs. And like, they can do some like really cool things, but they're missing some of the foundational steps that happen way that should come way earlier in the learning process. So we have to kind of backtrack and that kind of thing. So, yeah. So, and so that's really the, those are the two main avenues of, of how to teach, how I teach anyway. Um, and, and I teach, I, I do have some books that I teach out of and stuff, but um, I hate books. What I rather, what I like to do is find what students like to do. Um, now, if it's, you know, wanting to w- try out for, you know, marching band, that kind of stuff, then, yeah, we focus mainly on sheet music and that sort of thing. Right. Um, but if if uh, otherwise we really just, you know, I, I find out what kind of music they're into and then we'll find some songs that they like and then learn proper technique through those songs so that they're learning stuff while having fun, learning how to play songs they've always wanted to play at the same time and that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. I'm glad that you said that because if, if you teach – students what you want to learn they're more eager to actually learn it you know instead of okay what is that you know oh so, yeah yeah because i can't tell you the number of students i've had that come from other instructors and like the first lesson i'll have with them is like all right what were you working on last with your previous instructor and it's always it, it always starts with like a sigh they're like oh, i was having to play don't stop believing and you know and, and like they hate yeah that song yeah. you know so yeah. it's, all right what's well, a cool song that you like Let's start with that, you know? Yeah. So, 
uh, I feel like a lot of instructors teach kids songs that they like instead of teaching songs that the that the kids like. Yeah, you know? yeah, I get that. I, I noticed that a lot. Uh, there's there's like the songs that you kind of like have to like learn to understand certain things, but for the most part, finding what yeah. you like is that's where all the creativeness kind of explodes. Yeah, and that's kind of what my goal is too. Like my goal is is mu- like the musicians that I try to create in lessons is um, I, I just want to teach people instead of have instead of teaching them how to be some virtuoso. Like I'm no virtuoso at anything but I know a little bit about a lot. And I think the most important thing you can do as a musician is be creative because the more creative you can be, then the more original you are. Um, And that's what I care about. So that's what I try to teach my students. I just want my students to be, to be original and creative, you know? Right. Cool. Yeah. I mean, that's what music's all about anyway, is, is getting, getting creative and letting it kind of take over your life kind of like it has all of us i'm sure like music is so important and um there's some people that go about it very casually and that's fine yeah Um, but then there's like you know a whole nother group of people who music means everything and uh, and i'm very thankful for the the teacher that i had um he was he was kind of like that like what what do you like oh you like blink 182 oh i like blink 182 also like let's yeah let's let's learn some of their songs and um it was cool man Yeah. yeah absolutely Absolutely. Um, so before we let you go, uh, we last time we talked about, you know, what's what are songs we usually ask all of our guests, like what are some songs, like what's a song that means a lot to you? You just can't really explain why. Um, since we already asked that, uh, thought of a new question here. Can you give us three albums that just changed your life? Three albums that changed my life. Okay. Um. So I think. Um, Probably in the drumming world, and the way that I think about drumming a lot, I would say probably um, Under Oath, Define the Great Line. Yes. Um, either that or Lost in the Sound of Separation. Like anything between like those like four yeah. years of those like three records, like Chasing Safety and 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 those. Right. Um, just getting inside of Aaron Gillespie's head, which is really just kind of also like getting inside of Dave Grohl's head. Yeah. If you kind of like take the order of inspiration right. um that that did a lot for me in the drumming world as far as playing rock drums um and then um i think what made me want to just well, i think what made me just love music was bonavere's self-titled record from 2011 um that's just one of those where it's like that record just made me love noise like yeah because I, I've called myself a noise lover for years, right? right? And I think that record just made me absolutely fall in love with sound. Like, I didn't listen to albums anymore, like, for, like, hey, what are the drums doing? Or, like, what are the vocals doing? But that was the first record that really made me listen to everything, you know? Um, and then, um, oh, the last one's a toss-up, because I'm trying to think of something recent. You know, I don't want to let my three records just be something from forever ago, because I think music is always good. Um, six months, you know, last time we talked, I would have said without fear by Dermot Kennedy. Um, and I still kind of hold to that because I feel like that, that record inspired me more than any record I can think of as a songwriter, just wanting to write meaningful lyrics that, that, I mean, it's, it's basically poetry 
in song form. You know what I mean? I just think it's it's such a perfect record. Um, but lately, I kind of have like a new like Dermot's got to watch out because I got I have like a new favorite guy, um, uh, Matt Mason. I don't know if y'all know him. Um, he's another singer songwriter. Um, and his album Bank on the Funeral. I think is another one of those records that's just perfect from front to back. Like it's just so honest. Um, and uh, especially coming out of like, if I had to balance those two albums without fear is just a, an album that just like, it's just beautifully done. It's just so beautifully done. And then bank on the funeral is beautifully done in the sense of just kind of how raw it is about just like, a dude that just feels like his life is just all sorts of screwed up. You know what I mean? He's just writing songs about the, the journey of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I don't know, like, it's just, it's such a, it's such a good record. I don't know. But yeah, I would say those are my three slash four records that I'm, I'm loving. Awesome. Yeah. We'll have to start uh, throwing that question in there, James. For oh, yeah, some, definitely. Uh, Cause that was a journey. really good question. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but for all, all, all of our listeners, um, you can go, um, Check out Heartmouth um, at, at their Instagram, the website, and at heartmouthmusic.com and heartmouthmusic on Instagram. Uh, you can go to their website, to, to, to their YouTube channel. Uh, we'll leave the link on on our description uh, because uh, you need at least 100 subscribers to get the custom URL. So let's get Casey a hundred and more, probably a yeah. million subscribers. Yes, thank you. Can, yeah, so you can get that custom URL for you. And then uh, Mr. Rosley has the has the links for uh, the Bronze Age. Yeah, so on the Bronze Age, uh, from what I saw, it was Facebook and Instagram is just at the Bronze Age, but Twitter is at the Bronze Age NC, correct? That's right. Awesome. Uh, same thing for YouTube. Uh, just uh, go search for it. We'll put a link in there. Um, and uh, but you can just I, I found that if you just search the Bronze Age NC, that pop right it's up. Usually, yeah, it pops right up. Yeah. yeah. So and, uh, uh, and 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 you Casey have has Twitter too, right? Do you have a Twitter? Uh, no. I own a Twitter, but I don't open it up. Okay. Like I'll open it up every once in a while to like look at the news section just to see like what the heck is happening. But no, you yeah. won't find me tweeting or anything. That's, that's yeah. fine. That's fine. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, Everything music wise uh, can be found on like Spotify and Apple Music and all and all that. So. Everywhere you stream everything, you can find um, Heartmouth and Bronze Age songs. Um, and if you do want to keep up with me on social media, I'm most active on Instagram. So. Yes. Yeah, Heartmouth Music at Casey Austin Allen. Yep. Boom. Cool. Well, thank you, Mr. Casey, for coming on our show once again, being our second guest to return. Uh, this was a fantastic yeah. talk, man. I, I, I really appreciate our last talk. I appreciate this talk even more. So, yeah. yeah. Well, thanks so much for having me. Yeah. And until we'll go, we'll shoot for uh, lucky number three. Or, yes, Dude. sir. Yeah. Got to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cool. Thanks, man. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Uh, good luck out there um, playing some more shows and uh, hope everything goes well. And good luck with uh, your new endeavor um, with uh, the songwriting. That That's really yes. exciting. We're very happy. Yeah. Yeah. Thank y'all. Thanks so much. Y'all have a great night. I'll talk to y'all soon. All right, man. And take care. Yeah.